Welcome everyone to POV Crypto, the only podcast that both Bitcoiners and Ethereans listen to. I'm David Hoffman, here with my buddy Christian. Christian, how you doing? Doing good, man. This was an awesome show and I'm about to fly back to San Francisco and I can't wait to get home. So feeling good, feeling excited. Uh, we had Tim Coulter, the founder and CEO of Truffle Suite, come onto the show. It was a really fun episode and he was not afraid to uh, to throw some punches at Bitcoin. He's a big Ethereum, um, and he has an awesome conference coming up next month in Washington at the Microsoft campus called TruffleCon. David, what did you think of this interview? What was your favorite part? It was pretty interesting seeing uh, Truffle position themselves as blockchain agnostic. So uh, Tim started in Ethereum, started at Consensus, and then I believe the way it worked is Truffle spun out and, and built out their own company. Um, and in doing so, um, stopped being just Ethereum and, and create them more blockchain agnostic tools. That being said, all of the companies that we go through in the uh, podcast episode, like Microsoft, UI, General Dynamics, etc., uh, all those people are building on Ethereum and using Truffle for Ethereum. Uh, so going over that distinction was interesting. Uh, we also get into the builder's view of ETH as money. Uh, which is when the uh, the gloves come off versus Bitcoin. So that was kind of cool. Uh, and then we also talk about how Truffle is going to handle the migration from ETH1 to ETH2 and the issues or, or non-issues that that presents. Um, a wide gamut of topics, uh, but super interesting all the way through. And thank you to my good friend and friend of the podcast, Ryan Calder, for introducing Tim to us and making this episode happen. Ryan is the man. Anyone who's worked with Ryan in the past in the crypto space knows that he just makes all the best connections. And without further ado, Tim Coulter. All right, everyone, I'm super excited to bring you Tim Coulter, the founder of Truffle. Tim, thanks so much for coming on POV Crypto. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and Truffle? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, uh, I started in the blockchain space right after the Bitcoin boom in 2013. So uh, you could say the first time I heard about Bitcoin was the job I had worked at. Uh, Right before that boom, there, I had a friend that told me like, "Hey, you should totally buy Bitcoin." I'm like, "What the heck? Screw Bitcoin! I, I you know, I don't even know. It's magic internet money. I don't, I don't need that." Uh, then the the boom came around, and I got excited about it. I actually got into um, uh, Bitcoin itself. I got into mining, a bunch of altcoins, just kind of figuring out what uh, what the space had to offer and and what cryptocurrency really was. Had a little had a nice trading binge there where I I, I spent some time doing that uh, for fun. Um, but then uh, Ethereum came around and uh, I got excited about <coughs> what Ethereum can do for the blockchain ecosystem. Early, early 2015, I was uh, working for this company that uh, it was a startup, went out of business as startups tend to do. And uh, I decided, you know what, I, I, I love blockchain. I'm doing all the stuff in it uh, on the side. Like I, I'd love to find a job working the blockchain space. Um, that's when um, I, I searched on angel.co, which is where you go if you work in startups, found, um, I, I found uh, only one company hiring and that was Consensus. And at that time they were looking to hire a uh, web 
uh, designer. So somebody who does like a graphic designer. Um, the thing is, is that my, my background's in web development and developer support and all of this development related stuff, I, I applied anyway. And of course I, I um, uh, the person I talked to at the time was Joseph Lubin. Everything went well, um, started uh, working on Truffle. Now, or sorry, excuse me, started working at Consensus. Now, once I jumped in, it was very clear that there was no tooling in the space. If you're a developer, you work, you use a lot of tools on your day-to-day -day that's just part of your job. Uh, for Ethereum at the time, you had the, uh, the Node software itself, a compiler for the Solidity, Solidity language and a way to interact with it. And um, it was, I learned very quickly that if, if we were going to be successful, somebody had to build that. So uh, I'm sure there's a ton more I can say there, uh, but it w at that time um, I, I started building uh, scripts that helped me out uh, originally, or scripts that helped me out. I then shared them with other people, and that became uh, the truffle we know today. So I was looking at some of the stats for truffle, and it's I think I saw over a hundred thousand downloads a month. Which is pretty pretty crazy. That's uh, you know going to turn into a million people in a year. Uh, how how accurate are those metrics? Is how close to being one to one parity with an actual person is that? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. We get asked that a lot. So it's it's not parity one to one. Mm -hmm. the The reason is be careful. Uh, we don't we don't control the distribution mechanism that developers like to use. Mm -hmm. uh, developers use uh, something called a package manager, which is a way for them to easily download software that they use on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, the numbers that the package management software provide are the numbers you're seeing uh, on our dashboard. And so those are the raw downloads not filtered for anything unique or um, uh, uh, pinpointing any specific uh, amount of users. So we have to go by other metrics to decide or figure out how many users are actually using Truffle. So we use a combination of our website analytics, um, opt-in statistics on both the Truffle command line tool as well as um, Ganache, which is a desktop version of, uh, of one of our tools, and um, a few other stats. And if we put that all together, we're looking at somewhat uh, somewhere between 100,000 to 300,000 developers. It's a it's a hard line to figure out. We're still trying to find better um, better numbers to to pinpoint it. Uh, people like to hear a single number. Uh, that's what we're going with so far. Truffle Suite. What is for somebody who doesn't develop or maybe who kind of only understands what developing looks like for at a high level? What is Truffle Suite? Like what when I download it, what do I get? And maybe if I was a more of a familiar uh, coder or web developer, what kind of tools in there would I look at and be like, oh yeah, okay, that's what this does. Like, what would I see that I'm familiar with? So the, the Trouble Suite itself is a, uh, uh, a set of three tools. You actually don't download all three of them at the same time. You pick and choose for what's necessary in, in your situation. We uh, recommend you use them all together because if you do, you, you uh, we call it like a force multiplier, but you don't have to. The three pieces are Truffle, Ganache, and Drizzle. They are uh, chocolate branded, as you can tell. Um, we started with uh, with Truffle, uh, which was named after, well, we wanted to make the development experience a delightful experience. 
like eating a chocolate truffle. So we started there and and just ran with it. Now, uh, those three pieces of the software, um, the, the Truffle itself helps manages helps manage developing your smart contracts. Smart contracts are something that don't exist in other uh, development environments or other platforms. This that's a completely new idea, and that's new for developers themselves. Uh, we tried to make that uh, as similar as possible to development in Web 2.0. For instance, we pulled a lot of inspiration from Ruby on Rails, which is a command line tool uh, and a set of libraries for building web applications. Um, so that's number one. Um, number two, Ganache is your, uh, it was really a response to how bad developing on the blockchain was at the time. Uh, blockchains inherently are slow and um, they are a black box and they have properties that make development very hard. We needed a version of a blockchain that was specifically tailored to development. So we, we like to say it looks and feels and acts like a blockchain, but it's not a blockchain. We strip out the whole consensus mechanism. You can instrument it and configure it to do different things. You can use it for testing. It runs really fast because it doesn't care about consensus. It's only it only um, sits on your uh, on your development uh, machine. And then there's Drizzle, which Drizzle is your, your connector. So if you are a, a front-end engineer right now, you're building the UI for applications that people love or, or that um, will use the blockchain. If you, haven't, if, if you haven't built a UI for the blockchain before, it's, it's daunting, not to mention that there's a lot of interactions that... Um, that uh, you have to learn. Drizzle takes care of that, puts the blockchain into the front end languages and libraries that you like to use and makes you fall, or allows you to develop with, uh, those, with those libraries. So for instance, React, Vue, Angular, the whole deal. Can you tell our audience why is it important for Ethereum or any other similar type of blockchain smart contracting platform to have a suite of tools like Truffle? So it's the same reason that um, Apple gives away Xcode for free or uh, Android is giving away all of their development tools. And this is like if you, everybody's seen the, the Steve Ballmer uh, walk across the stage going developers, developers, developers. <laughs> the only way that these platforms are going to be successful is if developers are building applications for them. Um, if tools bring developers, which bring users, users bring success. We're all into, into these, um, you know, in the price of a bunch of these cryptocurrencies, the only way they're ever gonna uh, succeed at the end beyond speculation is uh, whether or not there's real world use cases. So let me just kind of recap that. So Ethereum is this cool innovation, let's, from the perspective of 2015, Ethereum is this cool innovation on a blockchain that allows for more expressiveness and for developers to use uh, more expressive code. Uh, and that was really cool and gets everyone excited. And then everyone starts to build these applications but then they realize that building these applications is really, really hard without the tools. And that's where Truffle came in. And was that, and that was done by consensus with the incentive from Joe Lubin and all of his ether. Joe Lubin's like, well, I need my ether to be valuable. So we have to build out the tooling so we can bring on developers, developers, developers onto Ethereum. Is that kind of the right order of operations? Yeah. I mean, I can't speak for Joe Lubin and his goal there. I, uh, 
I would say that um, the the original consensus, the the young, very young consensus, was just finding anybody who wanted to work in the blockchain and uh, or in the blockchain space and to do something cool. Uh, I actually didn't come onto consensus to build Truffle itself. I actually came on to just build an application. I was I was some developer who was excited about it. So. Um, uh, Truffle and the suite of tools came as a, a realization after the fact. It was like, like I I need this stuff. Um, I need this stuff to get my own work done. I don't want to keep repeating these steps over and over again by hand. This is this sucks. Um, and and I uh, in giving it away uh, as an open source tool, everybody else was was able to benefit. And we've seen the the whole the whole industry um, grow from that. I think there's like a common theme to your story and a lot of other builders in this space and that's that they were building something that they themselves wanted and a lot it turns out that a lot of other people wanted it too. You have a really impressive list of clients right now that include EY, that include Microsoft. Can you talk to us a little bit about what some of these com companies that are using Truffle in Ethereum, what are they using them for? So I'm going to I'm going to start with Microsoft. Microsoft is uh, diving in uh, very heavily into the blockchain space. They're also diving in very heavily into uh, Truffle, as as I'm sure you're aware by our, the partnership we announced um, a month or two ago. So uh, there are some things that I can mention that they're doing and some things that uh, I can't yet mention, yet all of them are really exciting. So the, the first one is uh, is with the Xbox. They wanted to find a way to uh, build royalty payments on the blockchain. Um, within the xbox ecosystem um, they did that uh using truffle and that's that's one of the actually one of the first real world use cases of uh the blockchain that i had seen at the time this was this was a while ago you, if you search for xbox and blockchain you'll find you'll find uh, more info on that they want to they, they see blockchain as the next big computing platform personally i see it that way as well um if you look at uh, uh at Microsoft. When you say blockchain, is are you saying Ethereum or are you saying this idea of blockchain? Great question. No, I am not saying Ethereum. I'm saying um, uh, blockchain-based protocols and uh, distributed ledger technologies. Uh, I use the word blockchain to encompass all of those. Uh, I got I recently got corrected by Joe actually in a meeting I had with him. He's like, you should start using decentralized uh, protocols. So uh, they think that de decentralized protocols for smart contracts are going to be um, a big um, are going to be a big part of the the future of computing and so um, they're really they're really diving into that if you if you look at what Sat, uh, Satya Nadella is doing for um, for the company it's all about Azure it's all about uh, the cloud and, and where the future is going Microsoft wants to be there when uh, this this new platform takes shape so um, another thing that they're doing uh, or have done in the enterprise space is they're working with a bunch of larger companies in Japan uh, trying to build a uh, payments uh, system uh, travel booking system in order to um, their whole goal is to use the blockchain to prevent personal in information leakage. Um, and so they use Truffle for that. You can actually go to, uh, go to, um, go to the website and, and find more information about that. Um, 
want to pause for a second and make sure I'm not getting too off topic. I have a, I actually have a whole list more. Um, should I keep going? Okay. Okay. Um, so the, uh, um, there's, there's much more that Microsoft is doing and there's, there's, uh, one really big thing I would love to be able to tell you about, but I can't yet, uh, Talk to me in maybe a week or two. I know, I know. Talk to me maybe a week or two, and uh, there might be a post uh, on our blog. We're we're looking to get approval, but um, that one's big. Uh, I'll say I'll say big money there is about as much as I can say. Um, but we've had other companies that are using blockchain-based technologies um, in the in the real world as well, and want to use or are using Truffle for that. So um, there's a big bank again. Some names I I can't mention, but they have a uh, uh, they want to build a global lending platform, and they want to work with Truffle. Um, this one's this one's open. So we we partnered with Axoni, which is a, a Ethereum-like blockchain, I'll say, and they um, they are helping the DTCC uh, settle about one trillion dollars worth of stocks and bonds using blockchain technology. That's pretty big. Starbucks at at Microsoft Build uh, recently, they announced that they are using blockchain technology to track their beans from, well, from farm to grinder. Now, now we have internally in Truffle, we can't tell whether or not we should say farm to grinder or bean to barista, but uh, either way, <laughs> yeah. Uh, either way, they're they're tracking both, or, or excuse me, they're 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 tracking uh, what's happening there. They want to make sure that um, that their beans are coming from uh, reputable sources. Uh, there's more airplane companies are making sure if, if if let's say this part by by a manufacturer, uh, one specific manufacturer, manufacturer. Let's say that part fails. Like how do you like how do you know what other planes have that one specific part from that one specific manufacturer that came out of that one specific lot? Like you want to make sure that that um, uh, that you can fix those other planes before they crash. So there's there's a uh, there's that. I, I can go on and on. Um, I'll stop here for now. Wait, so Tim, I've, I actually want to really clarify because I really hate when people just generally say blockchain distributed technologies. I want to know which ones people care about right now. So okay. I would love it if you could talk about, for Truffle, I assumed it was just Ethereum that you guys were working with. It sounds like you guys, um, your tooling is kind of more generalized and can work with other blockchains. Um, I know that RSK is uh, working with you guys for the conference. So uh, definitely a lot of other partners as well. So just kind of want to get some more clarification around that. Yeah. So we we are we are a tools company first and foremost. Uh, the company itself doesn't uh, make a stand on the the chain you should use. Uh, we go where the users are at. We go where the um, where the the uh, members of the industry are going, and. Uh, that means that means we need to support as many uh, as many chains as possible. Part of our goal is to be on the forefront of every blockchain development stack. Um, so uh, to to get more specific, we are moving into the enterprise space. Um, currently, enterprises are looking for uh, things that don't currently exist on Ethereum, and that's. Uh, namely privacy and scalability. Now I'd love to get into an argument about whether they will exist later, but uh, they don't they don't currently exist. So uh, we've seen that companies are moving towards um, Hyperledger, Corda, and Quorum in order to support those um, 
those uh, those use cases. So um, we are looking into those. I can't I can't say anything more about that um, until TruffleCon coming up in August. So actually, you're not that far away. So we'll we'll just hold hold <laughs> our breaths. So a, a number of a vast number of companies are, are using Truffle. And they download it and then they apply it and do whatever developers do with it. Do any of them come back and return some sort of value and say like, hey, you know, we could, you could change this thing and it would improve by this. Like how do they return any contributions to uh, Truffle and is Truffle open source? Like, is that, is that something that they're able to do? Yep. Uh, Truffle is 100% open source. We have, I haven't checked the numbers in a while off the top of my head. I think we have. Uh, something like 200 outside contributors that aren't part of Truffle staff. Mm -hmm. The um, the one tidbit there is is we know that Truffle is um, is a bit hard to contribute to given the complexity of the application. We are working to make that better. So uh, over the next mm, three to six months, we are uh, working to to make contributions easier for the community. That said, we've gotten a, a lot of a lot of contributions in fact most of m most of the reason why Truffle is uh, is successful is the, is because of that feedback loop with our users. Um, we weren't the first to market back in 2015. Uh, but we built this feedback loop where we would release quickly, users would then quickly let us know what was wrong and then we fix it just as quickly and keep that up. That's really where Truffle's asset is in the, in the uh, developer tools world. Very cool. Very cool. So I, I would imagine, Tim, that you are in company of many other builders in the Ethereum space, either through um, big companies like Microsoft or EY or like the, the tech startups that we know, like the teams from like Spank Chain or Set Protocol or more of these like internal developers. So from from what you can see, um, which I know I'm asking you, I'm getting, about to ask you to uh, relay me other people's opinions, which is inherently impossible. But how do builders uh, view Ether as a store of value or money? Like, do they see Ether as money or some sort of uh, you know, scarce asset that, that grows in value the more people build on it? What's the opinion on that? You are talking to a very biased person here. Um, <laughs> So I, I'm going to try to Aren't give you the. <laughs> I'm going to try to give you the answer that, um, uh, that you asked for, um, but just put it through that lens. So personally, I think uh, I think Ethereum can do everything Bitcoin can do and more. Um, so if Bitcoin is a store of value, then Ethereum is a store of value. But the thing is, is uh, is is what does the the what does the rest of the world think? Um, we can get into the whole like we can philosophize on what's money and all this other stuff for a long, long time, I'm sure. Um, if the rest of the world thinks Bitcoin's a store of value, then Bitcoin's a store of value. Um, the, same, the same is true for Ethereum. That said, I think Ethereum has uh, inherent, personally for me, inherently more value. They use the term gas and um, uh, I, I think it's it's a, an apt word in that like that's the token that actually powers the network. If we can create, uh, a bunch of applications that are using this cat, this gas, then suddenly, like um, you know, you you might price things in in uh, in the price of ether, like the bar like barrels of oil or something. So um, 
absolutely yes to answer your question. Yes, uh, I, I think builders think that it's a store of value. I personally think it's a store of value like when it comes to my uh, my own uh, financial transactions, um, 100%. Shots fired with uh, <laughs> just going straight for the gut jugular. I thought you know it was a more generalized question. He's like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna shoot that Christian in, in Bitcoin right here. But that's cool. That's what we we want in uh, at, on POV crypto. So thanks, Tim. You're welcome. Absolutely. Obviously, I don't think it's that simple. I think there's a long way to go for Ether to do that. Um, well, oh, totally agree. I would love to tell you about my my uh, my future of of blockchain development in my in my word use of the word blockchain if you don't mind go for it so um i've always had this this pipe dream uh that i i think personally falls in line with with uh with what i'll call the holy trinity which is uh you know your, your three pillars of ethereum you have the the distributed computation which is the blockchain you have um, distributed storage, which is Swarm, and you have distributed messaging, with uh, which is Whisper. You put all three of those together, and you have everything you need to build a decentralized application. Now, um, and when I say decentralized application, I mean not just like like hey, you can build on the blockchain. I mean like one that never goes down ever at all. Um, so uh, what what's really amazing about blockchain technology is that it changes who pays for things. Um, let's focus on computation uh, to begin with. Like this is a super practical view personally, but like, like if, uh, if you want to make a transaction on the blockchain, you have to pay for it, which means if you take that all the way out to app the application you're using, if you want to use your application, you have to pay for it at the time of use, which is, which is huge. Like imagine uh, it, it, like we're going to all these websites, um, we're using them as much as we want, and it's all the whole like the whole internet as we know it is funded by uh, by advertising. Uh, what if advertising didn't exist because everybody paid their, their piece of it? Now, um, the thing here is that in order for this idea, which might uh, might be a pipe dream, um, in order for, in order for it to be successful, decentralized storage really needs to be successful. Um, now, when you when you have decentralized storage, a developer can go push a new version of their application when this is including the stuff that's not on the blockchain that's not on the that's not the computation piece push the um their their new version of the like the ui the front end all their images and stuff on this decentralized storage layer people then go access it, it stays there forever right and then um and then they can use the application uh uh and use the blockchain um as long as both of those networks never go down. Now, uh, given blockchain technology, we have uh, an incentive to keep the network running, which which is huge. I mean, I'm sure you've all, you know, you haven't been able to use an application on the internet because there was this outage. Like, imagine, imagine outage, outages never exist. Like, this is the stuff I get excited about. Um, does that does that make any sense? No, no, yeah, that that makes a, a ton of sense to me. So, actually, kind of one, kind of a little bit leads into my next question. Unless Christian, you want to add another one? You said that the blockchain is the decentralized computation layer, which obviously no blockchain really is that right now. A lot of people will say that a blockchain is really only good for validation and computation needs to happen elsewhere. Um, I would love it if you could add some more to that kind of thought and where you think blockchains need to go to be a true you know, 
computation layer that can scale to the world. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a great point. So there's there's always going to be um, computation that that doesn't need to be on the blockchain. You only want your smart contracts to run um, run the parts of your application that that need to be shared and protected. Um, and there are many different ways of, of pulling computation off of the blockchain itself to make it uh, uh, cheaper while still getting the same security. So we should absolutely use uh, use those avenues uh, as much as possible for computation. But it's all at the end of the day like tracked against the blockchain. I think that's the end of my answer. Yeah, there there are always there are, there's always stuff that there's always computation that you're going to leave on the user's computer. This is the type of thing that um, that uh, you know, runs the JavaScript in your browser or um, just makes the application happen. That's not the computation that you, you don't need a blockchain for that computation. Blockchains are slow. I think in order to become the computation layer that, that I'm talking about, we need the scalability that, that we've been talking about. We need F2.0. We probably need to see what F2, F3.0 is going to be like in order to, in order to have a, a um, uh, global computation layer. I think the idea is there. I think the the the, the will of uh, everybody in the space is there, but there's just a lot more work to be done. So speaking of that work and making sure that the blockchain never stops, uh, when Ethereum 1 transitions to Ethereum 2, how much um, work will Truffle need to do to update itself to be relevant to Ethereum 2? Yeah, so this is a, this is a great question. It's also a question I wish I had a better answer for you at the time. We are currently going through a scoping effort to see what work will be required in order to uh, build for F2.0. If Ethereum maintains the same interface they have now for F1.0, then there may not be much work that we have, have to do. However, my gut instinct is there's going to be quite a bit. Um, the good news is, is that the work that we're doing with other uh, blockchain-like technologies is uh, making is that work is allowing us to make Truffle more general, so that by the time F 2.0 rolls around, it's not going to be hard, too hard for us to uh, uh, to it's not going to be too hard for us to keep up. That sounds that sounds optimistic. Are you optimistic? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I started from. I'm absolutely optimistic. I started from uh, from nothing, I suppose. Um, there, the t the tools in the space didn't exist. I remember I remember working with a lot of libraries that were. Um, uh, this is not to put them down, but half baked. They just needed to continue to mature, and um, uh, we were able to build a, a tools platform that works that worked extremely well. We've learned a ton in doing that. Uh, and I think it's going to be uh, easy for us to do that for F2.0 when that comes around. We need a lot more to solidify. They just solidified the spec now, for instance. So, like before we hop up, you know, hop on the tooling train, there um, we're going to wait till till things are a little more solid. So, what's left to build? Uh, is there just a litany of, of things that you guys have to work through before you guys have like a completed set of developer tools? Like, do you guys is that even something that's measurable? Like, what's left to discover and build? Um, it's not measurable per se, but it's um, you, you learn from the the past and you learn from the development environments that uh, that currently exist. So our tooling as it currently sits um, does a lot of really good work for you. It's definitely not everything. Back in the day, back in when I say the day, 2015, uh, <laughs> we used to we used to to say that 
developing an Ethereum was like like developing like you went back to 1970. Like all the stuff that that uh, that you expect now as a modern developer just didn't exist. And some of that was just like, hey, like tests. Let's be able to write automated tests for our code. That's like a no-brainer, but didn't exist back then. And, and that was one thing that Truffle provided. Um, there's still a lot with in in getting. Uh, Ethereum and blockchain development up to uh, 2019 that that needs to happen. This is being this is accelerating now, especially with Microsoft. We're seeing like Microsoft is integrating uh, Truffle into VS Code. You're getting the visual IDE uh, ex experience for development, which which previously it was um, uh, you, you were left to your own devices. That's going to be huge. Um, we are getting closer. Uh, one piece of work that that we're currently working on is a package management system for smart contracts. The package management system that I told you about that we use to distribute Truffle isn't going to work for smart contracts, especially given that that same package management system was used to uh, uh, have has been used to steal private keys and all this other craziness. Like that's not going to work. Um, there's there's a bunch more things, um, but I want to use this to talk about where we're going next. So the uh, the we, we noticed our tools really address the problem of 1.0. It allows you to get your application to version 1.0, release it live, and suddenly you have a live application. But your concerns at that point change as a developer. Uh, as a developer, you, you start by like trying to just figure out how to do it. And then suddenly, after releasing 1.0 to the world, you are now trying to figure out how to manage it. How do you manage this, this application over time? Um, how do you understand what's happening with it? How do you manage issues and errors and, and what have you? Uh, and then more broadly, how do you work with a team as you and your uh, your application mature? So uh, we have created this uh, a new product called Truffle Teams. We released it uh, about one to two months ago. We have a lot more work we have to do here. So if you go to our website, it's going to be a teaser of, of the, the grand vision of what we want to uh, provide. But the whole idea is to manage a live blockchain application or manage the whole what we call the DevOps lifecycle. You take DevOps is uh, development plus operations. If a developer, uh, if, if somebody who works in development uh, works with the operations people or somebody in operations works with development or you put all that stuff together, um, you can focus on all the individual pieces that get that manage a live application. And this this whole DevOps experience, I can go into it for a long time, that um, that whole process uh, is very complex for enterprises and that's, that's what we're trying to tackle next. Awesome. And I think a lot of enterprises are going to be going to TruffleCon, your event that you kind of teased <laughs> coming up in August. Uh, why don't you tell us what's happening in August and who should go to TruffleCon? Yeah. So TruffleCon is our, it's our second annual conference. Um, it is in Seattle, Washington at, at Microsoft's campus um, in Redmond. And it's for blockchain developers, people who want to be blockchain developers, or uh, people who are are just interested in the blockchain in general. Um, we, uh, as Truffle, we want to uh, bring blockchain development to as many developers as possible. As I said to you before, it's all about developers, developers, developers. That's part of our mission. Um, we have brought in uh, a bunch of speakers from around the uh, the blockchain community, and that's the the broad word of the word, uh, the broad term 
blockchain that I, that I like to use. Um, so this is going to include people from the Ethereum space, uh, MetaMask, Kaleido, Chainlink, Infura, um, uh, the Enterprise Ethereum Alliance, ENS, there's there's speakers from uh, within our blockchain community. But then you have a bunch of speakers from within this enterprise community. And we're, see, we're seeing, um, you can see how uh, enterprises are taking on uh, not only Truffle, but but blockchain technology itself. So Microsoft, as you mentioned before, Microsoft, Ernst & Young, Starbucks, General Dynamics. Uh, we actually have two different uh, um law firms coming to talk about uh, the, the legal issues with developing and deploying um, blockchain application and ICOs and everything you need to be, uh, you need to watch out for. So uh, it's going to be an amazing conference. It's our, like, like I said, it's our second one. Um, we are trying to do everything we can to support blockchain development and we'd love to see everybody there. Tim, I have one last question for you. Why do you call it Ether or F? Uh, <laughs> do you call it ETH? Yeah. <laughs> Because it's, I mean, it's Ethereum. E no, I know it's Ether, but but like yeah, I don't know. You cut off half the word. It's it's a, uh, it's got F. I don't know. It's just, no, it's it's, it's, it's an abbreviation for the longer word. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Um, it's you know, it's it's just something that uh, uh, that I did early on, and it stuck. Um, like in in the this is very like developer thing but like how do you spell dap is it d mm. capital a p p is yeah. it capital d a p p is it a lowercase these kind of things just kind of happen and and we we figure it out i don't like eth just feels weird though i know oh. it's ether i know that, it's ethereum but that sounds like nails on a chalkboard to me <laughs> that's awesome that's, that's great maybe we can uh, go debate this at, at TruffleCon, which is literally sure. down the road from from me right now i'm up in uh up in lake forest park which is around the corner for redmond so pretty close. I would love to. The whole Truffle team, by the way, is going to be there. We're flying out. We are we're a remote company, um, so uh, we're going to fly out the whole team to be there. We would love to interact with with everyone. Um, but we also have a, a retreat right afterwards, meaning we're staying in Seattle for about a week. Mm. Um, we would love to meet up with with anybody who wants to hang out with us. Yeah, you guys, are you going to have a meetup? Uh, great question. Maybe we should. Yeah, I, I know some people in Seattle that, that I can connect you to and we can we can sort, yeah, get something figured out for sure. As an event organizer, I highly recommend the meetup and I highly recommend doing it at a bar. So mm. make sure you get it done. It is <laughs> very worthwhile, especially if you're in a new city, just bar meetup, boom. Perfect, I'm writing that down, thank you. Tim, if people want to find out more about Truffle or and the tools that you guys offer or more about you, uh, where should they go? Yeah, are you on Twitter? Uh, I am on Twitter. So um, my Twitter handle is uh, one I chose in, in like 2009. Um, so it's it's uh, it's my full name, Timothy J. Coulter, T-I-M-O-T-H-Y, J-C-O-U-L-T-E-R. Um, you can find Truffle on Twitter at Truffle Sweet. Um, so at Truffle Sweet. We are also trufflesweet.com. You can find everything about our tools, tutorials, our blog, uh, the events that we have coming up, all about TruffleCon uh, at, at trufflesweet.com. Awesome. You guys heard the man. You can also follow the podcast at POV Crypto Pod. You can follow me at Trustless State and Christian. You can find me at CK underscore Snarks. Make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star reviews. Take us to 100, and I promise Bitcoin will move. All right, Tim. Thanks for coming on. This is awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Welcome back anytime.
It's a fool.